And all right, folks, we all know why we're here. Fallout 76 is a major bust, and we need to make some changes around here quick. No one's leaving this room until we have a way forward for the game. Alice, you're up first. What do you got? Well, sir, the developers and I have been reading all over the subreddits, and the players really want NPCs introduced. The developers and I have been working on this, and we can essentially have this out pretty soon. Okay, but how much are we going to charge for this? Um, yeah, sir, I really think it's important that we don't associate a price with this DLC. What are you talking about? Excuse me, Alice. That's simply insane. As a corporation, the ultimate goal is to make money. Therefore, I recommend that we not only charge for that DLC, but we also charge for other things. Okay. All right, what do you got in mind? Well, sir, I've been also searching the subreddits. And some players want a fridge to be put in the game to help preserve their food. I think we could charge like $10 for that alone. I like that. Uh, what? That's insane. Do you two not understand the level of hatred we have from all of our fans up to this point? You know, Alice, you have a point there. $10 is too expensive for a fridge. That's why we're only going to charge $5. Oh, my God. This is fucking great money. Well, sir, I have a better one. It'll help us with all our fans and help us with our shareholders. Okay, I'm interested. Go ahead. Well, sir, I say we announce Alice's new DLC for free. This will get the player base all hyped up. Then we delay the release of a DLC under the premise that the DLC needs more work, but we're only doing this to release the best possible update possible. Okay, you're losing me here, though. Where do we make the money? Well, this is the cute part. Well, sir, this is the thing. We delay the release of the DLC. We immediately announce a new subscription service. What the fuck? Hold on, Alice. I like where this is going. As I was saying, with a subscription, we can charge players for private servers and package the deal with some emotes, atom points, and things like that that they get their jollies off on. Why are we charging anything right now? The game is broken in its current state. Alice, stop making sense. You're being absurd. Go ahead, Punish. Well, sir, the best part of the idea is that by charging for an absurd service, we can actually bring revenue for this game. Okay. Well, how much are we going to be charging? Off the top of my head, I would say we charge $15 a month, $100 a year. What? No way. No freaking way. This will ruin us in the public eye. We have to do what's right for the customers here. If we do this, we will ruin everything Bethesda stands for. You know, Sam, you're right again, Alice. That's why we're only going to charge $13 a month for it. Also, we'll make all the servers non-persistent as to make it not pay to win. Remember, it's not where we start, but where we finish. I can't take this anymore. I quit. I'm done. <laughs> I think she just quit. That's, well, that's good. We well, don't need losers here. Yeah, and I have one more good idea for you, sir. I got the perfect name for all of this. Oh, I'm excited. What is it? Fallout first, because we're all that matters. Damn right. Hockey and the Naughties podcast. Brought to you by the worst of the bad. Hog, Punish, and the wonderful Alice. Welcome, guys, to episode 10 of the Hotties Naughties podcast. You're here with me, Punish, and Alice. 
Boom and hog. Boom and hog. Well, all right, guys. So big thing in gaming this week that Hog and I have been paying attention to, but Hog introduced to me, and our skit was based off of it, is Bethesda and their big fucking scheme to make money. Hog, you got a lot more information on this and have a better calling for this on this. Why don't you take this one off? Well, it's it's a classic story of green money talks louder than consumers. And Bethesda... I think made a fatal blow to itself because they decided to do two major things last week. They delayed the, their free DLC called Wastelanders Edition, which they were going to do, introduce NPCs into the game, which is something that the player base has been asking for since the release of the game. And in turn, Bethesda turned around and was like, you know something, let's add in a paid subscription to the entire fucking process. Something that I think in Bethesda, they must be doing crystal meth or something. Because you have to be on drugs to come up with this shit. Like, honestly, it is absurd. And the best part about the subscription is that they're charging $13 a month for it. $100 a year. Ridiculous, let me just say. Yes, and it's fucking insane. So if you do the math, if you were to pay monthly the whole time... You're into like $154 for the year. Yeah, no, fuck that shit. So it's almost like in their stupid minds, they were like, well, if players did the math, they would see the values at the $100 annual. So it'll force their hand because who wants to pay $13 a month? They literally created a system that's bad for them both ways. Absolutely insane. Do they feel like going bankrupt? Is that what they're trying to do? Well, I don't know what the fuck they're doing. If I would speculate, I mean, I, I don't think what they're doing is the right thing, but my speculation is they think because it's a Fallout game and it's something that they're trying to make their baby, they think they can recoup and they're trying to make more money because of when the game first came out, it was, I think, a $30, if it was a $60 game, they had so many people asking for refunds. So the game was destroyed. The people who kept the game surprisingly i do hear they're enjoying it but now they're trying to make money that they can't make up and so this is their callback because i've i've played all the fallout games i refuse to play 76 because i didn't like where it's at and it's looking like more and more all they care about is trying to recoup their losses than trying to keep their people or keep their customers or their uh their people following and the thing with something like this is it's not the first time we're seeing this. It's actually coming more and more on all games where they're like, we don't care about people. We just care about money. And the, it's just sad to see going on with a big company like this. Yeah. And the more pathetic thing is it's Bethesda, too. I mean, I love that company. I love the Skyrim games. There are those scroll games. I thought, you know, those are amazing games. Um and I really enjoyed Fallout 4, even though it was a lot more linear storyline than the other ones. They really didn't have that moral, that moral player base. Like you could choose to be to have good actions, bad actions, and it would actually affect the game. But it had great customization. Like you could build up your own bases, you could do all of these things. It was still a breakthrough version of Fallout. And then they come out with this thing that does horrible, like you were saying. They have to cut the prices. More, I mean, more than by 50% just for people to buy. Last time I checked, you get buy Fallout 76 for like 23 bucks on Amazon, which is insane when its initial release price is $60. So 
yeah, they're literally doing this to try to make up for lack of sales that they had. And the best part was uh, people that actually bought into the subscription, they're finding out that, for one, it's broken. All the servers, these private, they're non-persistent. So that means anything you do in them doesn't save. It completely erases. Mm. Oh, good. Yeah. So it's fucking broken. So to me, it's like, oh, they rushed this out, and they didn't even test it first. They just delivered it because they're just trying to make fucking money for something else. Absolutely absurd. The best thing I saw from this after you told me about it, and I talked to you about it today a little bit, is the fact that the people who bought the subscriptions are being targeted by the non paying subscription members and they're going right after these fuckers if you're in a lobby a non-subscription member is in a lobby with a subscription member they're just targeting the fuck out of them <laughs> and i'm like this is just gold like this is you couldn't make this up and it's it's funny the subscription I, people are only robots in the game because they're trying to get people to make oh look there's actually people paying for subscriptions they want those people to pay for so they have bots out you know i wouldn't be surprised at this point, if Bethesda's actually paying people to play under their subscription, you know what I'm saying? And so that way, it enti- it's like it's like when you go to a bar or you go to a restaurant and they have a tip jar and there's money already in there. I used to work at a bar, so what we would do is we would take our own money and put it in there. So it looks like a lot of people are tipping us and it entices tips. It could be their, their method of doing it. That you is, never know. That could be. I mean... Yeah. They're trying to catch the CUDA. They're going fishing for CUDAs. They're going fishing for CUDAs, man. They're dangling that shiny object in front of their face, hoping people bite, you know. And But I do love the reaction from the player base is that they're hounding these people. Yeah, it kind of sucks to get bullied online and all this kind of stuff. But at the same token, like, you got to take a stance. I mean, is it I think they're taking a stance. Do you think it's really bullying or do you think it's just people saying – you're a fucking idiot, and now we're going to teach you why you're an idiot. It depends. If they're, like, DMing these people nonstop and they're harassing them, then, yeah, it could be bullying. But do I think it's well-earned bullying? Yeah. Yeah, it's you're a fucking idiot if you bought into this. And you deserve it. You deserve it. 100%. But the best part about this story was uh, Bethesda didn't actually buy the URL for Fallout first. So... Uh, a fan, a troll, bought the URL, falloutfirst.com, and he created, like, a parody site about the entire thing. And he's making fun of the entire thing. So I got to – I'll read the first paragraph of this website. It's called falloutfirst.com. It says, ever since Fallout 76 launched, we have consistently done nothing to improve and evolve the experience based on your shitty feedback. That's why we're excited to launch Fallout Fuck You First. A premium ass pounding <laughs> membership that offers something dumbass players have been asking for since before launch. Private worlds for you and your select idiot cough friends. So we decided to put it behind a paywall. In addition to this huge feature, Fallout Fuck You First also includes a host of pointless items and cult bonuses, all of which you can find on my foreskin. And the best part, Fallout First is available to skew you right now. <laughs> Oh my! I think this guy has some feelings about this game. Yeah, private world, scrap boxes, and more coming to Fallout seventy six. Without Fallout, fuck you first. So if you have not been to falloutfirst.com, uh, it's actually spelled F I R S T first. Uh, go 
support the page. Let the guy know that you love him. He's even taking donations to, uh, you know, just to help cover the domain name and the hosting fees and stuff like that. But this is important, man. This is a step in the right direction. I said it last week. Uh, gamers are some of the most avid fans of their uh, form of entertainment. And we're seeing it right now with Fallout First. They're getting pissed off. They're they're making steps. I personally don't condone the going after people that got into it and, and you know, letting them know that they're morons, I'm all for it. But if you're, like, emailing them separately and you're harassing them every day about it, might be going a little bit too far. But I, I do love it. Like, let them know on Twitter, man. Let them know on Facebook. Just fucking let Bethesda know, like, they're garbage. And let them know by not buying this shit. You really can speak. Money speaks louder than words, so. Yeah. And do it for once. I mean, that's the thing. It's We all know this to be the case. Not People are not that stupid. They all know that, like, money speaks louder than words in this country. I mean, it does in, in our elections. It does in everything. We are, we are economic-driven society. Don't buy this shit. Let Bethesda know they're fucking morons. And, and guess what? They're going to suffer for it. Good. Fuck you. Wow. Yeah. Uh, do you want to tell me how you really feel? Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I get emotional about this kind of stuff because it really does annoy me. And the best part about this entire thing is that uh, Outer Worlds came out today. Yep. Outer Worlds came out this week. And, and it's doing amazing. Well, that's because it's the same developers of Fallout uh, New Vegas, and everybody has been begging, begging for a new New Vegas or the same creators of New Vegas to do something, and they finally did it. So now you have that, what everybody's loved, and they know they loved, and everybody swears this game is fucking insane. And you haven't cooted it yet? Well, we'll get to what I cooted on this past (laughs) week. There was something else that got in the way. Something that we we have to confess to all the fans. I have to recant my uh, review. Uh. <laughs> well, I hey. can't wait. Yeah, yeah. But I will argue in our favor. We did our research before we pulled the trigger on it. Or at least I did. And then I told him. And it all worked <laughs> out. So Yeah. So we've been talking recently this whole week last couple of weeks about bad games, bad developers, bad companies, all this. We talked about Blizzard. Now we're talking about uh, talking Bethesda. about Bethesda. And now we're coming into Ubisoft. Ubisoft recognizes uh, the di- Division 2 and Tom Clancy's Breakpoint as their worst games ever. And for a company to actually take note and see that they fucked up and recognize it and say, hey, these are garbage games and we're sorry, I give them credit. Good job, Ubisoft. Woo! Yeah, good job, Ubisoft. At least you're letting people know that you're garbage and not hiding <laughs> behind something. Oh, so. but, but me and you have talked about this before. Is Ubisoft listens to their player base and listens to, hey, we want this, or hey, we want that, and actually do it. Don't charge a fucking arm and a leg or charge you $5 for a fucking fridge, refrigerator to keep your food colder longer. But they actually listen so for them to come out now and say, hey, we got trash games and we're kind of, you know, not saying we're sorry, but we know know it is, that's a good company. And, you know, they always do put out really good games in my eyes. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, you know, Ubisoft's, I, and don't quote me on this because I haven't done the research 100%, but I believe the people that make Rainbow Six Siege are Ubisoft France. So 
they're, that division of Ubisoft is really good about, uh, you know, embracing the meme. They embraced the Tachanka meme. They came out with that really cool fucking skin for them. Yeah, they charged $16 for it. But it was a meme. They embraced it. And they also embraced all the criticism. They did a good job. This other Ubisoft that made uh, Ghost Recon Breakpoint, that's a different department of Ubisoft on top of whoever made Division 2. So they have different departments. So every department probably doesn't run the same. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But as a corporation, I think they look at it logically and they go, yeah, we're fucking up here. Because look at our biggest moneymaker right now is Rainbow Six Siege. Let's, let's take a page up from their book and let's, let's do the responsible thing and say we're sorry. Because, yeah, it was looking like they were turning into a Bethesda in a, in a blizzard at this point. Where it was like, fuck the customer base. Let's sit in a board meeting and completely overlook all of the proper things we could do for the consumers. And let's just see what we can do to make money. So I do applaud them. I'll give them a little clap and say, good on you guys. Now fix it. That's the only thing. Just fix it. Yeah. And maybe they will. Maybe they'll just say, hey, you know, there's no way of fixing it. It, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, even he, fixing it could be as far as, you know, some, we're going to take a break for a while from this. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that, that was the best thing that uh, Rainbow Six Siege did. They released it five years ago, something in that case, and they haven't came out with another Rainbow Six Siege. Yeah. They're, you know, it's the same game, dude. And it's like the same complaint I had about Call of Duty and all of these ones. They're coming out with them repetitively, repetitive. It was the same thing all the time. And it gets old after a while, but hey, good on them for recognizing that at least. I I could always give credit to somebody when they go, I fucked up, you know? Yep. I doubt we're going to see Bethesda doing that anytime soon. No, no, no. no. Highly they, doubt that. They got better things to deal with. Yeah. Like Make charging money. money. Yeah, yeah exactly. Making money. They're probably in the prostitution business too. We just don't know about it yet. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's next? All right. Can we talk about Yakuda bitches over here and what you did, Yakuda bitches? Oh, no. God damn it. She already you, wants to go into it. You know what? I really want to bust his chops. No, I'm busting both of your chops. You, not so bad. Because you, we already know. There's a new game. Ooh, I want it. I do Whatever. But Hog over here, so against it, so not getting it. But guess what? You throw something shiny in front of Hog's face and he gets it too. What game are we talking about, Alice? Your Call of Duty. We, yeah. have, we have purchased Call of Duty Modern Warfare, the yeah, pair of us. Yeah, bitches. The funny uh. part about this story is I got a text halfway through the day from Hog. I'm, I think I'm going to get it. Okay, I text him back. I said, are you getting it? No text, no text. I, I got the game. I get home. I get home and I go on PlayStation. This motherfucker is playing the game. And I'm like, so I sat all night. I was going to go to Hog. I'm like, ah, I'm, I, I told Hog, I'm going to get it tomorrow. Friday night at 11 o'clock at night. Hey, Hog, uh, are you still on? Uh, I got it downloaded. The difference between Hog and I for the first time ever, I bought it digitally. He bought it disc. What the fuck? Was it Freaky Friday or something that day? It was the only way I could convince my wife to let me get it. Was when he I got a it. real copy? Oh, he was a I, I, I did a very tactical move. <laughs> I did a very sneaky tactical move. I wanted the game, right? 
but I know if I asked her at home, she would say no. So what, I, <laughs> <laughs> so what I did was she wanted to go shopping for something for my son and something for herself. We had a couple hours. I was like, yeah, I'm down. Let's go. Knowing the whole time that they sell the video game at the same place we're going. So we go there and I was like, oh, hey, I want to go look at the electronic section. And I was like, oh, no, look at this. Call of Duty's out. I didn't know that. I was like, you got to <laughs> let me get it. Now, oh my, my question, <laughs> my question, were you holding it in your hands, the two hands, you know, that classic picture of the kid holding with the two hands, puppy eyes, like, please? No, 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 it's even better. So she goes, no, you're not fucking getting another video game. You just got Borderlands 3 or whatever. And I was like, and I told you, don't ask me for anything else. And I was like, fuck, okay. So I let her walk away and I grab it anyway. And I put it in the cart, right? I put it in the car and like try to hide it underneath her purse. So as we keep going on further and further away from the electronics store, uh, she realizes it's in the fucking cart, but she doesn't want to argue with me anymore. So then I just get to take it. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> that was some stealthy ninja move. Yep. So I earned my fucking Call of Duty, first of all. I don't want to hear that argument. All right. But first, but really, I think you need to apologize to all the listeners for lying to them this whole time, saying that you're never going to get it. You don't like Call of Duty. You're not going to get it. Because it seems like the whole time you were actually going to get it. He never said he didn't like it. He just didn't want to get in the hype that it was behind on all the other. Yeah. And I did say last episode, I'm probably going to end up getting it. All right. I guess that's... I did say that. But the only thing that made me pull the trigger on it was, uh, is that unlike most fucking kudas out there in the world, I did my research on it. So as soon as it dropped Thursday evening, I mean, there was people that were streaming it Thursday at like three o'clock in the afternoon, my time. So I was watching streams on it the whole time because I really wanted to see how different it was. If it was any good, was it completely different from the beta? And I was actually able to see the other game mode, stuff like that. And then Dr. Disrespect who's a huge Twitch streamer, which I guarantee you the majority of people know who I'm talking about. Uh, at like four o'clock in the afternoon, my time, he was like, I'm doing a 24 hour live stream. So I watched like six hours of that the night prior. And then when I woke up in the morning, right back to his stream, he was still streaming. And it really started getting me on this fucking game. And then I started looking at other streamers and everything put together was like, they did something right this year. So then I pulled the trigger on it, and it was still a Hail Mary. I was still hoping that I would like it personally. But I'm going to tell you right now, everything about it, I do like. Yeah. Well, that's good, I guess. Yeah. That's And this is a game that I say I have to recant. I think problems I had during the game was during the beta, which I, I'm going to honestly say I don't think the beta did it justice whatsoever. Yeah. The it feels different, a little bit different, but the game modes that they have, the the story, I'm halfway through the story, and let me tell you, holy fuck. But anyways, yeah. The and other, I, go ahead. Yeah, and you know, the the there are some negatives to the game. I wouldn't get, you know, if I had to rate it off the top of my head right now, I would probably give it like a seven and a half to a seven point eight out of ten. And that's just due to lack of content, like Ground War, which is pretty much a ripoff of Battlefield, um, only has two maps. 
And the second map feels exactly like that city map on Conquest mode in Battlefield 4. The one with the high rises and everything. Uh-huh. I wish I could remember the name of it, but it feels almost exactly like that. Because it has like these huge buildings that are like 16 levels high. Me and uh, the guy that we were playing with, Foggy, were actually complaining about getting motion sickness, climbing the damn ladder well to get all the way up there. Because you're doing circles the whole time, you know? Yeah, and that was what I was going to say, is the thing that makes a game even better, honestly, is the people that we're playing it with. It's yeah. me, you, Foggy Goggles. Hopefully we'll get more from the Boston Tea Party. We played a couple times with Ace. Um, and the thing that I'm actually looking forward to, and I'm excited to try tonight, hopefully, if I'm allowed, um, is uh, you could play with people from other consoles. So being able to play with... I went for played on Xbox for a year, so there's a couple people that I actually would like to play with again. Um, so being able to play with these people again will be very nice. Yeah. Um, if I was to rate this game, which I actually did rate this game and made a post about it on the Boston Tea Party game community, is I rated it an 8 out of 10. I do enjoy the game more than when I played the beta. It's definitely different from the previous previous game. I was watching a stream, and the streamer was talking about how it's different because you have your people who are camping and your people who are out there fucking pushing forward. I made a whole big joke while we were playing, and it's like, I'm like, you can call me Overlord because I'm overlooking on them. As I was corrected, it's Overwatch. But anyways, it, the thing is, is you have your campers, you have your people who push, and it's a good mixture. You have your, and it's just great because I actually, I like playing as a sniper. I like sitting somewhere, sniping, and sometimes I push with AR, but the gun customization, the fact that you have to have mix it the right way so you either have fast ADS with good movement with this and that, or you're high damage, but you affect your ADS or your movement on it. The game is really good. I agree with Hog on the negatives on the game, such there's certain things it's lacking, but the thing is, it's obvious they're putting more game modes out on the game because yesterday the game was out for three days and they added two more uh, play styles, which was 20-person domination and 20-person team deathmatch. I have high hopes for the game. I'm enjoying what I'm playing. I definitely will tell anybody who's listening to this podcast or in the group or whatever, it is worth it $60. I have probably gotten close to my $60 mark in the last three days. This yeah. game, and especially if you're on PlayStation, sorry to the rest of y'all, if you don't have PlayStation, go see a doctor. <laughs> they have that special mode of, with Survivor and all these other modes. I enjoy them. I think they're good modes. I do see a promise in this game. I would like to see where they're going. It's speculating that they're going to come out with a BR mode, which if they come out with a BR mode, I'm hesitant. I'm all for it. I'm all I'm, for it. See, the reason I'm hesitant is because I really like Black Ops 4's BR, but I'm kind of interested to see if this is going to, and you and I will probably like it, if it's kind of more, it's a fast-paced PUBG, and if it's a fast-paced PUBG, I'm down for it, where Black Ops 4 was literally Call of Duty in a BR. So we'll have to see where it goes. Yeah, and I think that was my biggest complaint about uh, Black Ops 4 uh, Blackout, was that the time to kill was too long. And a lot of it, but I think if they did a BR with the Modern Warfare setting, the time to kill is a lot less in this one than it has been in any other one. 
So it's an awesome thing, but at the same time, I the second I bought the game, even before I bought the game, I just started following all of these Modern Warfare Facebook pages to see what people are saying about it as well. And a lot of people love it, but there's a lot of complaints. Right now, I would say it's almost like the argument between the new Star Wars fans and episodes four through six Star Wars fans is what we're seeing at this point. There's a lot of fucking fans that are really bothered about how slow it is, how the time to kill is so low, and you die almost immediately. Everything, one headshot, you're dead. Doesn't matter what weapon it's from. Um, and they're complaining about how the maps are too big and all this bull crap, what, whatever. And, but it's funny to see that line being drawn. I think if they were to take this and put a battle royale in it, it would make it awesome. It would make it like PUBG, but with better aiming. And you can actually see through your fucking sights. Because that's my biggest annoyance with PUBG is that the recoil management is ridiculous. And it's for some reason, I always feel like the aiming's off in that game. Like, it's hard to see yeah. the sights, you know, the enemies. And I think that just has to do with the resolutions in the game, especially when they uh, ported it over to consoles. But I think this game would be perfect for Battle Royale. And if they just add a couple more maps to Ground War, perfect. Perfect. Well, you're also going to see coming out, and something that they didn't release, and I understand, um, is the nighttime on the map. So you're going to have daytime, nighttime maps. Maps, And when you do nighttime, you're going to be either, you're going to be looking through night vision goggles, which is going to change the whole way you see that game, especially yeah. on the multiplayer level. Well, of course it's going to change the way you see the game, because you're going to be looking through night vision, not through regular <laughs> vision. Of course it would change. Good job, Punish. So one of the things I do want to address about the game is uh, there's already a list of like complaints from users. So I just kind of want to talk about them real quick. So uh, it's they got 13 things on the list. I don't know what it is about the number 13 this week between Bethesda charging $13 a month for their bullshit Fallout First subscription and this list, but they both have 13 things on them. So the first one is remove skill-based matchmaking which is something I 100% agree with. Now, if you don't know, Modern Warfare does skill-based matchmaking. So if you're really, really good at the game, you're only going to get matched with players that are really, really good at the game. And if you suck, you're going to also get put in a lobby with players that suck. So that could be seen as a good thing, but a lot of players don't like it because you're always in a try-hard fucking lobby. So now, if you're good, you're stuck with really good fucking players. Now, is that based on your KD, or is that based... How is that based? I think it's both KD and win-loss. Hmm. Yeah. And then uh, number two was let us vote for maps, which is something I agree with. The old Call of Duties, you could vote what your next map was going to be in the lobby that you're in. I which think... This one, you can't. And I'm sure they'll add it. It's just a matter of right now they're so limited on maps, especially like... You're saying on the ground war, there's only two maps. Yeah, there's only two maps. So they need to fix that, add some more stuff. Um, I'm going to skip number three because it's stupid. Number four, nerf ghosts. So the, the perk ghosts where you're, blind, uh, you're invisible to UAVs and all that kind of thing. I guess people are complaining that it's too strong. I think it's perfect because there's too many fucking UAVs up in there all the time anyway. So guess what? Call of Duty already has a remedy for you. Get a fucking headset and listen to footsteps. Footsteps are really, really loud in Call of Duty. So I don't think you need a Nerf Ghost. I don't understand why the complaints are about that. 
It says fixed character callouts and footsteps. Once again, now they're complaining about footsteps being too loud. So they want you to fix ghosts, but then they're complaining about the footsteps. Well, the remedy was just listen to the footsteps. Yeah. Who cares about ghosts has always been a perk in Call of Duty Modern Warfare. I don't understand. And to me, both of those complaints, they almost kind of go against each other. So if you get rid of ghosts, did you also want to get rid of footsteps? So now you can't hear anybody, but then you see them. I, I don't get it. Um, I do agree with this one. Increase the party size for large modes. For large ropes? Modes. 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 Large, oh, yeah, my so like, bad. So like ground war, the argument is you should be able to have pretty much everybody on your team in your lobby. Like everybody. So if you wanted to have a 20-person lobby, you should be able to have a 20-person lobby. I and thought... I, I kind of agree with that. I thought the lobby size was 20. But not for your party. You can't have 20 people in your party. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I don't know what the limit is, but it's not 20. I know you can't have 20 people from the Boston Tea Party all in the same thing together at the same time. So, and number one, and I 100% agree with this, I guess the launch on the Xbox uh was horrible like it keeps crashing the game for them so not only did they not get the survival mode like we did on playstation they also got like the version that breaks their fucking console because it just keeps crashing all the time <laughs> that's what happens when you buy x-bone and you know hey i'm not one of those that really cares about what console you play on but that fucking sucks right there you know like that's two jabs that pretty much activision's taking on them it's like yeah we're gonna take away a game mode from you guys and when we launch it it's gonna break your console every five seconds well you know you know it's funny this is the second game since we started our podcast this is the second game that's released that's crashing xbox consoles first was borderlands 3 second is modern warfare the new modern warfare so what's that tell you playstation and pc for the win yeah that is true you're right and then uh number another big one uh they want to nerf the m4 the m4 is pretty much from what i'm seeing is the most predominant weapon that's being used across pretty much every game mode right now because it's the most versatile um but at the same time, I don't feel like you're at a major disadvantage if you don't use that for. I've been using a bunch of different other weapons. I don't know. You really don't play with the M4, right? I actually, that's, I only use the M4 when it comes to assault rifles. But okay. the reason why is because, and this is why I would say, maybe this is why everyone's saying, oh, the M4, the M4. When you start the game and if you got the code or the whatever, I got, I had a special M4. From the beginning of the game so oh, it, it okay, came with that. yeah it came with uh sights suppressor uh it was a uh it was a i can't think what it's called but it was an upgrade that you can click on and it comes pre-equipped with all the attachments and all this shit and it's it's deadly the fucking whole gun was like perfectly made and that's why i could see it as predominantly the biggest gun in call of duty mm. yeah well, maybe. I mean, I like the M4. I hope they don't fucking nerf it. Uh, I think it's still way too early to to declare what the meta of the game is going to be at this point. Because I just played a game of Domination this morning where this dude was wrecking me with a shotgun. He was wrecking the whole damn team. So, dudes are still figuring it out. Um, 
I think one of the hardest things is getting used to the movement speed, which is like number 11 on this. They want the movement speed to be faster. I think it's fine where it's at. It makes it more realistic and it makes you have to actually pay attention to what you're doing. Like clearing buildings, you can't just jump through everything because it's also hard to track where other players are at if they're doing that, if they're wall running or they're running fast as shit. You know, not everybody is fucking Usain Bolt in real life and you're running with gear on. So I think it makes it more realistic and I appreciate that about the game. But that's obviously a, a big area of contention right now amongst the community. But I just say suck the fuck up. Get over it. So I've been messing around with Call of Duty and making weird combinations like an LMG with a rocket. Well, not that's not a weird one, but the LMG with a double LMG was a fun one that I did. It did not work out that great. But the cool one that I'm working with right now on my customization is a shield and shotgun, which I've been seeing a lot used, but I enjoy it. Um, I just wanted to say, hey, listeners out there, if you've got a weird combination or a good combination that you're seeing being used or you like using a lot, comment down below or hit us up in an email and say, hey, this is what we like. We'd definitely be interested to try out your guys' builds. Hell yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. Tell us all. Oh, Tell, us, yeah. Tell us all. Yeah, it's, it's definitely been interesting going through all that stuff with you. Yeah. Okay, so one of my biggest issues, and like I told you, there's a split within the community when it comes to Call of Duty. Um, initially on Friday morning, when I went on to Metacritic, and I, I believe I even sent you a text on this punish about like what the scores were looking like. There was the overall critic score was an 86, which tied Outer Worlds release Metacritic score at the time. And the user score was at a 7.9. Within the turn of 24 hours, so Saturday morning, the day after the official release of the game, the fucking goddamn user score went down to 3.0. Hmm. So I was like, whoa, what the hell's going on here? Now, 3.0, just to give you context, that's only 0.2 points higher than Fallout 76's user score. So I had to go on here and be like, what the hell happened? How did this switch? Well, all of a sudden, in 24 hours, the game all of a sudden got 12, almost 1,200 zero scores from users which is fucking nuts. And when you read it, it's all like in Russian. It's all these Russian players that are just giving it a zero. And like, you can barely read any of them. But then when you do, some of these reviews are like, these games are propaganda against Russia. It's absolutely ridiculous. America has a such worse of a history compared to Russia. So you can tell, I don't think players really understand like the context of modern warfare. And a little spoiler alert here. Don't listen to this part if you don't want to. Uh, we end up finding out that the whole game is a prequel to Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare. So, oh, of course it is. It's a prequel. Why wouldn't it be? And all the fucking Modern Warfare games are us versus Russia, for God's sakes. So if it's a prequel, obviously we're fighting Russia. Yeah. And yeah, it's a... This is a fake universe that we're living in. We never went to World War III with Russia, right? So people need to relax. I think the user scores are a little deceiving when it comes to this because it's a lot. You can tell it's a lot of these, you know, anti-American, pro-Russia fucking reviewers out there kind of attacking the damn game. When you told me that, I was just like, what the fuck? Yeah. So I just kind of want to throw it out there for everybody because 
the game, if you look at the actual good positive reviews, uh, these are people that you can tell have played the game. Uh, the bad reviews, especially when you look at like their conclusions that they reach, you can tell they if they played anything, they barely played it at all. And they definitely didn't finish the game. Because you could tell, like, it's part of the Modern Warfare universe. It's it's going along with the storyline. You remember, there's a storyline that was set all the way up to fucking Modern Warfare 3. And, and now they're just going into a prequel of that. And that's like complaining for no reason. So, I, I don't know. People are getting kind of ridiculous when it comes to this shit, personally. It's a shame. And people I'm not... Always, di- there's always people getting ridiculous about anything and everything, so... I mean, it is what it is. You know, like, to me, I could understand, like, the Battlefield Five arguments that people have. Like, there's no women in fucking World War Two. Like, what the fuck? And then, you know, EA at the time was like, well, like it or get over it. Too fucking bad. They yeah. were li- but Why can't women be in World War Two? Huh? It's a well, made-up game. Not World War Two though. See, that's, well, I know that, World that's War II's not made up. But that's it what my argument's at, is that... Modern warfare made modern warfare made a fucking fake universe for its setting. It's not using real historical events to then make believe in, like like EA did. You know, they they were like, oh, we're gonna use World War II and then we're gonna interject this social justice bullshit and we're gonna have women in the front lines. Uh, not the case, bro. You can't do that. And then yeah, you bro. definitely you definitely don't tell your fucking fan base. Well, guess what? Get over it, bitches. Get, nobody bought the game then. <laughs> Battlefield Five is like one of the worst fucking games to come out in a long time because they did exactly that. And this one, they instead of appeasing everybody because they could have stayed away from Russia, it would have required them to completely change their storyline that they've had since Call of Duty 4. So it, it makes no sense. And so that's why I, I kind of like that they, they stuck to their guns and they still released the game. And I, I, I don't know what their sales are, but I bet they're still doing really fucking good on this one. Yeah. No, I definitely agree. And I'm hoping... The other thing that you're talking about is people complaining. I guess there's a big problem with people fucking shooting the baby in a mission. It's like, uh, why are you shooting an infant in the first place? So the podcast, when we originally were doing it, was all nerd and all that. Yes, we touched a lot on books or touch a lot on movies and games. But the cool thing I saw last night um, while laying in bed, I was streaming Facebook, and a guy named J.F. Holmes uh, was commenting on a page called The Drinking Bros Nerds, which if anybody knows listening or is curious, Drinking Bros is another podcast that is founded by veterans. Um, veterans that created Nine Line Apparel, uh, Black Rifle Coffee Company, Lead Slinger Whiskey, and so forth. And there's a couple other companies involved with it. But this guy posted about how he has he's publishing another book, which I didn't even notice he had knew he had one, but he's publishing another book, and he's looking for ways to uh, get it out there. So I got talking with the guy last night, and he's a he uh his like I said his name is J F Holmes. I'll put a link down in the description uh, when we post when this is up and running. Um, he posts uh, military sci-fi books. Um, he's a D and D person. He likes video games, World of Warships. 
Um, World he has of a, Warships? Yeah. Not World of Warcraft? World of Warships. Is oh, what okay. he, it may be World of Warcraft, but what he texted me was World of Warships. Never heard of it. Um, but anyways, he has a book coming out called Origins, a Joint Task Force 13 Anthology. And it's really interesting. All his books deal with Amer- well, deals with the world defending from outside invaders. And usually it's a military operation fighting off whatever it seems to be. Um, it looks like something I'm actually going to read. It's definitely the- something I'm going to try to read. Um so I just wanted to bring it out there, guys. Uh, like I said, I'll put a link into his Amazon for JF Holmes. Um, if you're looking it up and you don't see the description, it's j.f.j.f.h.o.l.m.e.s. Uh, um, and he has a whole bunch of military sci-fi dealing with American military and others fighting off an alien race of some sort. And if you're interested, his first book is Evasion, Book One, Resistance. Um, if you want to start from the beginning, I know I'm going to start from the beginning because he also has a book coming out, right? Yeah, that's what I was just talking about was the Origin book. Okay. Origins, the Joint Task Force. Good. Awesome. I mean, that sounds like right on my genre because I remember the first sci-fi book I ever read was Ender's Game. Oh, and, uh, my God. I, I haven't probably... read Ender's Game. Oh, you haven't? Oh, they got a bunch of them, man. And they're... First, first real, real sci-fi book I read from cover to cover, and then I continued on with the series, um, Ender's Shadow, and then they had a bunch of other ones. Um, really interesting book. I really like that kind of stuff. You know, America or the human population as a whole. You know, fighting off some alien invasion type of stuff. And I like the way Ender's Game did it because obviously it makes you think about, you know, putting kids at war. And how do you do that? And is it ever morally justified? So hopefully this guy touches on some of that. I'll be interested to read it. Yeah, me too. Me um, too. So everybody, I, you know, like I said, this guy may be the way to, you know, check him out. Uh, it may be something you're interested. Uh, another, you know, and hopefully maybe one day if we read his books, we can get him on the podcast. Uh, yeah. And uh, don't forget, right? Uh, Call of Duty's cross-platform. So if you want to play with us let me know and then we might be able to get on there fuck some people up yeah definitely guys and remember i'm always going to say this and we keep talking about this place and uh alice is going to do on the plugs the boston tea party gaming community on facebook is where you can reach us out at um there's going to be a couple changes coming uh with that with how to reach hog and i um definitely but we'll talk about that when we make those changes possibly fuck yeah Oh, yeah. All right. So now it's Pluggy Pug Plug time. You know, that fantastic time where I tell you where you should message us. Like, uh, you should email us at hotandnotpod at gmail.com. You could follow Punish at Twitch at PunishPool9968. You could follow Hog on YouTube at Hog Productions, Hog Player Productions. And then you could follow me. On Instagram, I'm going to switch up my Instagram. It's Sonic-tastic Photography, S-A-N-O-K-T-A-S-T-I-C dash photography on Instagram. And then you can follow me on Goodreads at AliceWho42. And also, um, real quick, we're introducing a new subscription service for the podcast. Um, it's going to cost you $12.99 a month. Um, and with that, you're going to get special access 
to my toilet time. I take some pretty mean number twos. Uh, you'll be able to Skype with me while I'm doing that. You also get to see some of the weekly things like I do, like picking my nose, uh, clipping my toenails, and standing and staring at a corner for long periods of time, awkwardly for no reason. And um, also I have an annual subscription if you want that. So instead of paying the $12.99, you can just pay me $99.99. And uh, yeah, it'd be great. Um, do we want to spoil the premiere access as well, or we want to wait till next podcast? We'll wait till the next podcast for that. But just make sure you follow me at Oxford Productions, and uh, you'll be able to get up that subscription. <laughs> well, guys, it's the end of the episode. She did the plugs. He did his thing. All I'm going to tell you guys is be beautiful, have fun, and fucking play some video games. Make that money. Long live China. Bye. Bye. Bye.